Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Well, greetings, friends. Greetings to all of our brothers and sisters around the world whom we love. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Brother Mark Ajo here with you. So glad to be with you today, and thank you for tuning in. We have an interesting report today. We have a first-hand report from Ukraine. Our dear brother, Andreas Ringen, was able to travel there recently, and uh, Brother Tim was able to sit down with him and, and uh, get some inside information, a first-hand report of what's going on there. I know it's been in the news. It's been a lot on a lot of our hearts and minds and so today we're going to hear from Brother Andreas, Brother Tim. Thank you, Brother Mark, and God bless you, everyone. It's good to be back this week, and we have a different podcast for you, as Brother Mark has said. Um, during my trip there to the U- to Germany, rather, in, uh, in the Easter time, Brother Ringen and I were speaking, and he was heading over to Ukraine, and I asked him if we could catch up with him afterwards and get his thoughts on what was happening in Ukraine and what the state of the believers were there. And we've done that. And so you're going to hear about that today. I do want to say that the podcast today is not meant to um, be exhaustive and covering of all the situations in Ukraine, but rather just a little bit of firsthand knowledge of somebody that's traveled into the country, met with the believers there. And, and just to add to many of the other, uh, notes and and uh, information channels that the believers had. In particular, we note uh, Hickory Bible Tabernacle is uh, keeping up to date on the Ukraine situation as best they can and channeling funds into the country and into the surrounding areas where believers are. And we thank God for that effort. And so we hope that you'll enjoy the podcast today and hear a little bit firsthand from Brother Ringen's trip into the Ukraine. God bless you, Brother Andreas, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Brother Tim, and God bless you also, and it's very good to be back in touch again. When I was with you in Germany, Brother Andreas, you mentioned you were going to Ukraine, and we thought we would touch base afterwards. It's been a number of weeks now, but... uh, as we were previously talking, glad to hear the report of the trip, and and you were with Brother Vladik there in uh, Uzgorod in western Ukraine. There's a church there. Brother Vladik is the pastor. Uh, tell me about the church, Brother Andreas. Tell the listeners your connections there. You, I think you've been there a number of times, and uh, though this is unusual times, uh, tell the people uh, the size of the church, what the meetings were like 
there in Ukraine. Yes, I can do that. Uh, so the church in Ushgorod, uh, it's, uh, it's at the close to the border of Slovakia. Uh, there's a group of uh, around 50 to 60 believers under normal circumstances. And uh, I've been in touch with them, visit them the first time around uh, 2013. And uh, it was like you said, Brother Vladek is the pastor of the church for also a number of years. I think about 15 to 20 years he's pastor of the church. And uh, I've been there now uh, two months ago, which was in the beginning of May. And at that time, there was about uh, 30 to 40 uh, visitors from Ukraine, from other churches there, living there or staying in the group. But uh, also a lot of things have changed since then. And uh, in the moment, it's about uh, 20, around 20 visitors uh, in the church. And even the size of the church uh, is not 50 to 60 people, but it's about uh, around 30 to 40 people in the moment due to the situation that many of the um, believers itself have to go to other places or outside the country trying to go there for work. So the situation is uh, even became much more difficult since I've been there two months ago. And uh, the meetings at that time when I was there was, uh, was very good meetings. We had uh, services, uh, we had a very good time of fellowship with the believers. And, uh, and uh, the, the situation was uh, difficult, but at that time, uh, quite okay. Let's take a step back for just a minute, Brother Andreas. Um, how was the trip into Ukraine. I don't think just anybody can get into Ukraine. Maybe you had to find uh, the uh, way in uh, with some experience that you have. Uh, why don't you just describe for us how that went for you? Yes, the trip into the Ukraine uh, is, is not so difficult uh, if you uh, have people with you that know how to do it. So I had actually, I was flying into Slovakia and uh, which there's an airport and maybe one or two hours away from the border. And then uh, I had a brother with whom I'm um, nearly al always driving, which comes from Poland. This is a brother Roman from the church of brother Jacek. So uh, he picked me up with a car and then we drove by car over the border into the Ukraine, which was not a big problem because coming in, um, and if you have, uh, especially from from uh, Europe, uh, they normally don't make too much uh, uh, difficult setups. So uh, we could get into very easy. We just had an, about an hour or one and a half hours waiting time at the border with a few checks, but not really some, uh, great trouble and uh, but normally on the way out it's more difficult but uh, we, I had a like I said brother Roman is a very good brother and he knows the situation and uh, the country very well so we actually left the country then via a different border via Hungary uh, which even was more easy because not so many people traveling in that direction so uh, that was very very good and was not really a big problem to come into the country.
with regards to the current situation of the war between Ukraine and Russia, and of course all, their, all the other involvement of all the different nations, you had mentioned that there's about 20,000 refugees in the Uzgora area. And uh, so what are the conditions like? What did you see? I think the economic conditions are very, very difficult at this time. And uh, uh, just generally, how did you feel about things that you discovered there? Being in Ushgorod now with so many refugees coming from the whole country, it uh, was actually not possible to get a hotel uh, room there. So, uh, but like always, I stayed with brother Vladek, who's a pastor. And uh, so getting a room, uh, hotels or apartments, uh, it's uh, nearly impossible. And uh, if you have one, the rent goes up. So uh, the prices really become high for accommodation. And uh, when it comes to the food or when it comes to eating, it's still uh, available. People can buy things and uh, have all the things to eat. Uh, yet even in the last two months since I've been there, people told me now that uh, the food becomes even more expensive. I would say week by week becomes more expensive because the war is now now uh, taking so long, or it's been so long now, fighting and uh, really difficult situations. Uh, low, so that means uh, uh, we had about maybe 10 to 15 filling stations and only in one or two was able to get uh, gasoline and if you would get it you would get either uh, gasoline or I don't know how you call that or diesel so you would not get everything and if you get something per person per car only maximum 10 liters would be available so it's really a run uh, um, uh, shortage of, of gasoline, which was quite, quite uh, impressive to see that. Enduring those economic conditions must be very difficult for the believers. Uh, I think some of the believers from other areas of Ukraine, that is more war-torn, have moved into this area. Uh, what was your thoughts, or what are your thoughts, and what is your feelings on how the people were responding under the pressure, uh, what their needs were. Uh, just generally tell us, Brother Andreas, as much as you would like about what you experienced amongst the believers there and their attitude toward everything that is going on right now. Being in Ushgorod at that time, uh, I was there just for two days. So I had not really enough time to speak with many of the believers coming from uh, from the east, um, just with a few. And I, but I know that uh, from other brothers that uh, uh, received people from that area, that many people are or uh, yeah are very 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 traumatic situations and. Are very affected, especially its sisters. Some because uh, some uh, places only the sisters could, let's say, leave the country, 
where the husband had to stay back home or in the country to uh, to work or even to serve in the army. So for some, it, it is very, very difficult situations. To those that I met in Ushgorod, I spoke with one or two or three, I spoke with them. The attitude, what they have to the whole situation is uh, they try to uh, handle the situation. Some of the believers told me that they uh, have, they see no, really no future in Ukraine because they lost their uh, the areas, their homes, uh, in, in the, especially in the eastern part, they, they uh, lost their work, they, they lost, uh, so they have to start a complete new life somewhere and they sometimes don't really know where, if it is inside the country, if it is outside the country. So, and it is it's really coming, it is really knowing the message of the hour, having that, uh, that uh, insight also, that helps some really um, to get along and to really to, uh, to uh, handle the situation. Also, I think there are believers in other parts of, the, of Europe. I, I know in Poland, um, in Germany, perhaps some of the other uh, believers gatherings. Uh, you were mentioning that it, uh, brother, you were just at Brother Gerd Rodewald's and there are some Ukrainian believers there and in other parts of Germany. How are they faring? How is things going? And, and what are their needs? Are they taken care of? Are they uh, generally getting along fine? Um, maybe you could just elaborate on that. Yes, there are uh, in different parts in Europe. Uh, I know there is uh, um, believers from the Ukraine I know in Poland, in Germany for sure, and also I know in Norway and uh, in in uh, in other parts. So, uh, but when it especially comes to Germany, <coughs> I know Brother Rodowald. They have a big, big number of people there. It's about more than forty um, believers are around that area where Brother Rodowald is. And uh, I know in Poland, Brother Jacek, they have also about uh, 20 people, I think, and out in, in, in Germany. In some places, Brother Gustav, uh, I think they had a, a number of people there. And uh, But when it comes to Germany especially, um, the, the government is quite supportive for the, uh, for the refugees, for the people coming over. So uh, they quickly get uh, some help or the financial help and also they quickly uh, have to or can learn or can just uh, send the children to school. So there's, there's not so much need when it comes to Germany now, I just can speak for Germany, it's not really so much need what they have. So. Uh, yet a little bit here and a little bit there, but mostly uh, those needs here, it's met from the government and uh, outside of a few things. And I know uh, from Brother Rodowald's church, there's a f a brothers around him that is really, really uh, doing a lot of things, uh, helping and helping the people from the Ukraine. Uh, really finding their place and finding a place to to uh, live, uh, renting a place, uh, helping them. So, uh, but when I spoke to them, uh, they are actually saying me that uh, 
that it's going very well. So uh, the the believers there, uh, most of the needs are met. I think in general there are maybe less believers in Ukraine than people expect, especially those that are affected by the war. I would certainly say there's less than 500 believers in Ukraine, and maybe those that are affected by the war are much less than that, as some of the believers are down in the Crimea Peninsula, Alushta, and places like that, that maybe aren't so affected. Um, what's your uh, view of the number of believers that are there and the number of believers that are affected by this war situation there? When it comes to uh, believers from the Ukraine, I just spoke to a brother over there, and uh, I think it's also could be said between four and five hundred believers in the Ukraine generally, uh, uh, and so not all of them are very, uh, not all of them are the same affected by the war. And uh, but from those four or five hundred believers, it looks like that about maybe 150 to 200 people have left the country uh, already and the rest is staying there. So, um, and in the area of Crimea, what you spoke of, uh, Alushta and those, uh, I, I have not really in, in close insight because I did not met people from there. I just heard that there's also a number of people there in that area, which is already a part of the 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 Russian territory, and for them, it's the life is maybe not so difficult as it is for the believers in the rest of Ukraine, because they have already, uh, um, yeah, they have not really the war situation there in that area. So uh, those believers I heard, they're still there. Some of them are still there. Uh, so they can um, gather together, as far as I have heard from a brother, they can gather together and their life, yet also there everything becomes more expensive, but their life is more, uh, I would say, more uh, um, uh, balanced than the life of the other believers in the rest part of Ukraine. We appreciate all that everybody's doing. And... Part of the reason that we wanted to have this podcast is to share with people firsthand knowledge of the Ukrainian situation. Uh, sometimes in the media, you cannot decipher truth from fiction. Uh, certainly, you hear things secondhand. I think the attitude of believers in North America, especially the United States, might be a little bit skewed as a result of natural political or cultural influences. Uh, if you had anything to say to North American believers uh, regarding the situation there and their understanding of the situation, uh, maybe you could share that with us, Brother Andreas. Yeah, I think if uh, people uh, uh, want to know what is really going on in the country, uh, I think it's uh, then it would be the best just to uh, try to get in touch with people from the country because uh, also people from the country, you can see uh, from what area they are coming off more in the West, they are not so much affected direct by, let's say, bombs by the war, by rockets. 
people more in the in the eastern they are directly affected and even some in the in in kiev and different uh, areas where really the the bombs uh, was hitting so i know they have uh, they could tell i think the story a little bit better too that people might have a, a, a better understanding what is going on in the country because and also of the situation of the believers now in russia that that are there which are not really a part but they live in russia they're not really a part of the uh of the war but they live there so everyone has his own uh, opinion about it and i think um if people really want to understand the situation it might be the best that they really try to get in touch with the people and hear from the people themselves the ones i heard of I can see they, uh, especially in Ukraine, in Ushgorod, speaking with the believers there uh, that live there. So they say they are, uh, and they know the message very well. So I, they say, you know, they don't really, um, they, uh, it's their own country being destroyed and they have, uh, uh, they have a very hard time to really to understand that, also the way that, uh, uh, Russia is going, but they also understand that everything that is happening uh, must pass uh, uh, the desk of the Lord. So uh, on that on that way, that each and every one really has their own experience in the country with situations. So really, for the believers from outside, you said from maybe North America, to really get a good picture, not via media, not via news or whatever uh, media it might be, it would be the best that people really get in touch with those brothers or sisters themselves to really understand the situation. Thank you so much, Brother Andreas, for coming on the podcast today and sharing these things with us. I think it's important that believers understand this much of the truth of the situation in any need there is around the world in the body of Jesus Christ. It's not just to oversimplify it and make it uh, bigger than it is or to make it littler than it is. But I think it's important that people understand what really is going on and then they can pray about it, how the Lord would direct them to help if any help is needed. And they certainly can direct their help through the Bible believers here. So God bless you, Brother Andreas, and thank you so much for being with us today. It was a privilege for me sharing a few thoughts about the situation, and I trust that uh, it could be a little help to understand situations a little bit better, uh, knowing, uh, knowing also that prayer uh, would be the most effective things in those situations. Thank you very much, Brother Tim, and God bless you all. Thank you for that interview, Brother Tim, and I'm really happy that we were able to get that first-hand report from Brother Andreas. You know, when we look at the world today, we hear a lot about shortages. There are shortages of many things, but there's probably no greater shortage in the world today than there is a shortage of truth. And one of the reasons why is because everyone seems to have an agenda Every political party has an agenda. Every news agency has an agenda. And 
that's why one of the reasons why I think people are so nervous and tossed about and confused. They just don't know what to believe. And we've seen the hearts of believers around the world go out towards our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. We care about them. We're thinking about them. We're praying for them. And it's really helpful to know that we can also have firsthand accurate information so that our prayers can be accurate and so that we can help in a way that is productive and helpful in the long term. So I'm really happy we're able to have this interview, Brother Tim, with Brother Andreas. Amen. I'm glad for that too, Brother Mark. And I trust that it was a blessing to each and every one as they pray for the believers in Ukraine. You know, you made a comment about truth, and that is very uh, pertinent. I was just recently ministering on the subject of truth, and I happened to look at the way that the age is thinking of truth and they list four truths uh, as a model, they say. One is objective truth, there's normative truth, subjective truth, and complex truth. You know, all of these ideas of what they think is truth, it reminds me of Pilate's words, what is truth? But you know, we had our Lord Jesus Christ very clearly say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And I think that if we focus on that, it overrides everybody's, uh, everybody else's narrative or everybody's idea of truth. There is one absolute truth, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is the word revealed in our day. And we thank God for that. And truly, you know, when it doesn't really matter what governments put out, news media puts out, and all of these things that we hear, uh, we know that these things will come to pass. Jesus spoke about it in Matthew 24 and how events would unfold. And, but no matter what the government does, what laws are put in place, what wars happen, all of these things, we know that the scripture says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And God is for this message. He's for the bride of Jesus Christ. He's for the elect in these last days to put together his bride and catch her away in the rapture culmination, the body change, the catching away, and taking us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So above all, remember the saints in Ukraine in prayer. That's part of God's plan, part of God's economy. We want to bear them up, and we know that the Lord will not lose one, and God is working in the midst of all this worldwide confusion to work out his re great redemptive plan and to bring the closing chapter of his purpose on the face of the earth. So God bless you, each and every one. We trust that today's podcast has been a blessing and encouragement and also enlightening to you as you pray for your brothers and sisters around the world. Let me just add that this will be the last podcast until August. We're taking a bit of a break now, and uh, we hope that we will be able to connect again in the month of August with some new podcasts that will bring to light many of the things that God is doing around the world. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Shalom.
Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast.